Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to Not Another Mummy podcast with me, Alison Perry. I try to have a mix of well-known people and guests that you might not have heard of on the podcast. And today's guest has nearly a million followers on Instagram. So there's a small chance that some of you might have heard of him. Simon Hooper is a dad of four girls and he documents his day-to-day life on Instagram as father of daughters. Along with his wife, Clemmy Hooper, who is mother of daughters, he shows the ups and downs of being a parent and he shows the lighter side of fatherhood. He's also the author of Forever Outnumbered, which is a Sunday Times bestseller. I recorded this episode of the podcast in August of last year, but I didn't put it out straight away because I was heavily pregnant and I ended up getting way too tired to even pick up my laptop and edit a podcast. But back on that hot summer day, I travelled down to the coast and I had teen biscuits with Clemmy before recording this chat with Simon. Their house was buzzing. The twin toddlers were whizzing around on scooters. Their middle daughter was looking after her hamster and the eldest was playing Fortnite on their tablet while Clemmy cooked dinner for them all. Simon and I had a chat about why he started his Instagram, how competitive him and Clemmy really are over their following, how he juggles all of all of this with an actual proper job, and how he balances being online with day-to-day family life. He talks about how it's just one photo or one video a day and the rest of the time it's just normal life. He also talks to me about getting more and more people talking about the role of dads in the birth process and dad's mental health. It was a really good chat and if you listen carefully, you can even hear the twins in the background totally loving life. Simon, welcome. Thank you. Well, more importantly, welcome here. Yes, <laughs> I'm sitting in your house drinking your tea. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay, so for anyone who's been living under a rock, tell us about yourself and what you do. Uh, well, what I actually do is I'm a management consultant by trade. People don't think I have a real job. You're making it up. Come on. No, no. I do have a full-time job. I've been doing it for uh, almost 11 years now. Um, so I work in operations management, which is my daytime job. Then in the evening... I uh, have this Instagram account called you, Father of Daughters. You put the cape on and the mask. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You transform into Insta Dad. <laughs> 
yeah, what a title that is. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just my documentation of my life with four girls being outnumbered, um, which is, I started just over two years ago now, two and a half years, um, and it was really just to kind of shine a light on what dads were doing in the family dynamic, because when I started out, there really weren't many dads, and it's not, actually, there's still not that many, really. Yeah. It's an increasing trend, but it was lots of mums talking to mums about mum issues and parenting and I just thought there's 50% of the parenting team is missing from this so that's what I wanted to try and talk about and try and use some humour to inject uh, into the conversation because that's my defensive mechanism really <laughs> I like to laugh at myself and the situations because otherwise you cry sometimes yes a lot of the time yeah. it's quite interesting though because as you know through the years as dads have become more involved yeah there is definitely that need for those conversations to take place. And yeah. I think that it's probably been quite a slow uptake. I mean, yeah, I think so. But I think this is also the changing role of dads in general, right? So traditionally, and from my own experience, dad was the one that went to work. Dad was the one who was home late, who would kind of see me in the evening for a little bit. And then during the weekends, we'd be doing projects and make building conservatories or whatever it is. You know, that kind of thing, which is where I got my love for DIY, by the way. Right. Um, but I think with the advent of flexible working and the ability to work from home, more dads are being able to actually be involved in the day-to-day family life rather than just being the weekend dad or the evening dad and actually rolling up their sleeves and being involved. Because in the grand scheme of things, being involved in your children's development is probably the most important thing that you can do. Mm. Um, so that's what I was trying to do. And I'm now in a situation where I work from home four days a week and I can help do the pickups and drop-offs, and I've always been fairly roll your arms up, roll your sleeves up, and get involved anyway. But it's really helped in getting a work-life balance sorted for us. Yeah, that's brilliant. Do you get get frustrated? You must still get comments here and there. You know the kind of thing people say, "Oh, Dad's babysitting today," or um, like my mum's quite guilty of them um, saying, "Oh, you can tell that child's been dressed by her dad." You know, it's yeah. got like mismatched socks on, or yeah. But I'm going to put my hand up there and say I'm completely guilty of that <laughs> as well. The thing is, I live with a woman who knows fashion. Clemmy, <laughs> Clemmy can dress well. She can pull stuff out of a bin bag and still look like she's been on a catwalk. Whereas I'm more of a, are they going to be warm? Yeah, fine. Well, we can just get some stuff on there. Functional. Yeah, exactly. And if anything, mismatching and clashing is supposed to be fashionable. They are dressed like hipsters, I guess. <laughs> and maybe that's not the intention. But, you know, I, that's one of the things I'm not great at. But I still get some of those comments. And especially when I was out with all four of the girls, and this is when the twins were quite young, people would say, are you giving mum a day off? No, I'm not giving her a day yeah. off. Like, there's four kids. It's a team. We have to work together to make it work. Um, but that will change with time, I guess. But in the meantime, I just kind of say, yeah, yeah. sure. It's yeah, the easiest yeah. thing to say, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Rather than say, well, actually, I'll have you know. <laughs> not going to get into an argument about it with someone I don't know. Yes, yeah. Doris on the street. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. <laughs> um, so going right back then to when you did start your account, yeah. Clemmie, your wife, had um, her, her blog, didn't she, Gas yeah. and Air, which yeah. was birth stories, which I guess was hooked off the fact that she is a midwife. Yes. Um, and was it and her her following start started to build quite a lot? Yeah. Did you was it a case that you looked at what she was doing and thought actually I could do that as well as she could, or was it more about being yeah. the voice of dads? Or so yeah, I kind of watched the escalation of her blog, and it it wasn't just about birth stories; it was also about the real life experiences of being a midwife in mm. the NHS. So lots of people maybe don't understand 
what being midwife midwife really involves. So it was kind of exposing that and showing a light onto what it's like to be on night shifts and the stresses and strains of going through a birth process with someone because you get emotionally involved in that process. And there were a couple that really got traction, like the truth about maternity leave, which had like a million hits. Uh, and they got shared all over the world. Because she was the first person to say, you know what, maternity leave isn't all that great sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> You're forced into a room with people you don't know. You go to baby yoga that your kid screams at all the time. And you miss your friends and you miss being mentally stimulated. Mm. So watching that kind of explode um, was... Uh, kind of uh, something went off in my mind. I just thought there's there's traction around this, and people are interested in talking about it. And I think it's also we we're at this um, this moment in time where technology has got to a place where everyone's doing podcasts and video content is king, and Instagram was starting to get big. And it's at that age we're at that age where people have grown up with technology, and now we're all having children. We want to talk about it because that's what we do in our culture. We talk about stuff. And for me, Instagram is a therapy basically I talk into this phone I do kind of forget that it's 880,000 people sometimes that I'm (laughs) talking to Um, but for me that's what it was it was a therapy thing to be able to cope with the fact that I've got four girls and I don't really know what I'm doing Um, so that's that's kind of where it came from obviously Clemmie gave me an an initial shout out she said my husband's starting an Instagram account so he can kind of show you what he's going through so that went from like 10 followers, which were mainly my family, <laughs> to I think it was like a 1,000 followers in two days. And that kind of gave me a building platform. But from there, you need to define a unique voice, a style, and figure out what you want to talk about. And what I wanted to talk about was parenting from a dad's perspective and being honest about parenting. Because at that stage, there was lots of parenting stuff out there, which was of the perfect life you know walking down a beach holding hands all dressed in white and then they go back to the perfect white house and have stage photos against the wall and look at how wonderful things are and no one lives like that no one lives like that and if they do I don't want to meet them because they're probably (laughs) really boring (laughs) and they must spend all of their time just standing in front of a camera and posing I would love to see the outtakes of those where they're shouting at their kids that's more realistic Um, so yeah that's where it started off and then I started to find a love for video editing and making content that way too because I think the traction is more around video that's engaging um, but also I, I was relatively unique in using the um, the captions uh, yes I used relatively lengthy captions to provide context to a picture to explain the story behind what had happened and that gave me a chance to be creative with my writing and inject some humor and then that kind of got shared a couple of times and then it got bigger and bigger and bigger to the point of where we are today. Which I, is... It's funny, I remember um, chatting to you. I think you probably had about 18,000 followers, which at the time was huge. Mm. And Clemmie had about 28,000 followers at the time. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, but you said to me, obviously you were joking, <laughs> I'm just going to basically get more followers than Clemmy, <laughs> and then I'm going to shut my account down. <laughs> yeah. So I did that. It's kind of a joke, but kind of not, actually. So <laughs> when, when Clemmy, uh, uh, Clemmy, I sp- spoke to Clemmy about uh, starting an Instagram, she was like, oh, that sounds good. And I said, yeah, I reckon I can get more followers than you inside of three months. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> but it wasn't a competition, really. It was, it was just one of those things, because I wanted to try and set a goal. Like, just, yeah. Because I, the more the aim was to get a balanced audience of men and women, mums and dads, to kind of be honest 
with each other rather than have a community of mums that just talk to each other and a community of dads. It's like the modern day equivalent of having a coffee morning and guys in the pub. Yes. I wanted to try and get rid of that and have women and men talk together because it's a partnership, it's a team thing, parenting. Of course, what's happened is 90% of my followers are women. Are they really? Yeah. So, but that's still, I still have to put that in perspective sometimes. That's 88,000 guys mm. as well. Unfortunately, the guys are the ones that stay silent and don't really... If they do engage, it's by liking something. Yeah, um, my husband follows you, but I'm pretty sure he's probably never commented on any of your pictures. Yeah, I'm, I'm finding the number of men actually increasing slowly. Slowly, 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 that actually engage with posts. Um, but it's predominantly women. So, And I've, my DM box is usually just full of questions from mums. Um, so I've become this kind of online agony aunt so instead of answer, asking their husbands they'll answer, ask me yeah. I don't know anything about your personal situation I can provide you general information about do you, what do you I've reply? done I try and reply to everything that I get in terms of questions if, I'm, if it's something that I'm asking for help with then I'll always answer how do you manage that I mean you've got a full time job very much actually <laughs> so um, I go to bed at about half one two o'clock wow. and then get up again at 6.30 but I've got four children again so it's taught me to not have very much sleep and I can kind of survive on that and not even survive I'm just used to it now um, but if someone's taken the time to message me I'll always take the time to message back and I read everything everything and do you get much feedback in terms of do you get people sort of saying to me saying to you um, oh you've really helped me or yeah you I know do. You've, I, lift, you've lifted me today or anything yeah, like that loads of those messages which is really nice obviously um, because I'm, the idea is to show the realities of life and to show that actually we're struggling with the same stuff as you and it's okay don't worry about it um, some of the ones that have got really good traction are about um, mental health support for men as well as women. Um, men get postnatal depression as well, and it's not something that's widely talked about. And we don't, we're not very traditionally very good at talking about how we feel. Um, so that's one of the other things that I've tried to do is be a mouthpiece for those kind of issues to talk about anxiety, depression, uh, how we overcome those things, how we can work with our partner, wives, girlfriends. To actually open up and, and realise that being open and honest isn't a weakness, it's actually a strength. Mm. Um, but all it takes is for one person, and in this case it was me, to talk about it. And then I find they get loads more traction. And the messages off the back of that were, once again, mainly from women. But to say, my husband and I have had a, the first honest conversation with each other about how we feel mm. about our new family life. Because it's something that people always want to think, if I'm struggling, then I'm failing. That's not the case. Um, so I'm glad I could talk about that. And then the other, the other kind of key area that I'm trying to get into is about the role of dads in the birth process. And not just the birth, but the whole 40 weeks leading up to it. Um, and I did a, a talk with the NMC the other day in Oxford, Oxford Brooks University, to a room of 150 midwives to talk about engagement with men in the birth process, or, or birth partners, mm. not just men. Um, and how we can feel isolated as well. I was scared shitless in the in the pregnancies and especially with the twins. I didn't know what was going on, um, but I was. I felt like I couldn't ask some questions sometimes. Like I, I felt like if I asked it, I was going to be looked at as a dunce. Or uh, and, and sometimes when the midwives were in the room, they would talk a different language to me, and they'd say, "Oh, do you understand?" And I'd like nod. I was like, no, I don't understand. I wish I could go back in time and say, it's okay if you don't understand. You yeah. can ask a question. 
Um, so it's just one of those things that I'm trying to raise the profile of. And actually, I'd like to work in the future around maybe creating some kind of support pack for guys that can be handed out in hospitals as well to say, this one's for your wife and this one's for you. This is, Amazing. you know, it'd be information that could really help them. And a lot of that's in my book, but I kind of say it in a jovial way. <laughs> I'm kind of taking the mick out of myself. But the idea is that you can learn from my mistakes, I guess. Yeah, you should absolutely do that yeah copyright that idea now yeah so that, no one I'm, listening I'm just making the copyright sign with my hands now so don't take that idea no one steal that idea <laughs> many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey they can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Um, and obviously a lot of what you guys do, you and Clemmy, you're putting your lives out there for yeah. you know, over well, nearly 1.5 million people to see. Mm. How do you, as a family, manage that? How do you make sure that you're not putting too much out there and yeah. still actually having some kind of normal family life? Well, I think you've got to realise that a photo is a time in space. Right. It's not a whole day. I'm not a YouTuber who does a 40-minute daily vlog around everything that I've done. That must just be exhausting. I, 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 don't, I don't know who's watching it. I, I, there are some families out there that um, do that kind of thing, and more power to them. That's what they want to do. But I, I don't do that. No. Um, so I don't feel like I'm over-exposing anything. I talk about the issues that I want to. I do do a photo a day. I try and do a photo a day because I live a daily life and there's a challenge every day. That's why the, the life of a parent, basically. Yeah. Um, but we have some rules and guidelines around what we will and won't share as well. So you never see anything about where the girls go to school. You'll never see their bedrooms. Uh, we have some rules about um, what we show in the bathroom, for example. Um, and also, I don't want to show any prolonged videos of the children crying. Yes, that's real life they cry but that's not fair I don't want to do that so you need to have some boundaries some pillars around what you will and won't share um, but we those evolve over time as well and I'm sure we might talk about it later but Annie my eldest she's uh, we had a, an honest conversation with her about her exposure and does she want to be involved and so that she's in this less now because she doesn't she's like the Kardashian child that was never in the in the program not that I've ever watched it by the way um, but that was her choice and we have to respect that because she's yeah. getting to an age where she might have a social media account at some point and she might want to be seen as independent and all that kind of stuff so that's just yeah. terrifying though isn't it the idea of our children growing up and having their own social media accounts and yeah yeah well I mean screens are 
they, they, they're positive in terms of buying peace and quiet, but they're a negative in terms of the fact that we're losing our children a little bit as well. Um, I'm sure when you turned up here today, you saw Anya plugged into Fortnite. That's what she does in the evenings. Yeah, <laughs> she I mean, sits in her room and just doesn't talk to us. And my, my, we have to try and instill some rules around it. Yeah. But how many times do you say, okay, you can have 30 minutes screen time? And then you realise two hours has gone past. You're like, oh my God, I've forgotten about the kids and I haven't given them dinner. <laughs> <laughs> That's just normal family life though. And, you yeah. know, I think that you're right. Having having rules around that kind of thing really helps. Yeah. My seven-year-old doesn't appear on my um, Instagram or, you know, uh, blog much at all, but she is desperate for her own YouTube account. All she wants yeah, is to be a YouTube star. And... Yeah. She'll, you know, you'll see her here in her bedroom doing pretend videos. Mm. And it's like, it's unavoidable. So that, isn't that strange though? Like 15 years ago, or maybe 20, how old am I now? 25 years ago, jeez, <laughs> quarter of a century. 25 years ago, we didn't have this thing to aspire to be. So we wanted to be something else. Yeah. But now it's YouTube. Like our children don't watch normal television. There is, why would I wait for a program to come on when I could watch whatever it is like slime making videos until the cows come home. Yeah. So they, yeah, that's the same as Anya. She wants to be an aspiring YouTuber. Of course, when I say, you do realise your dad's a successful Instagrammer, she said, yeah, but you're so embarrassing. <laughs> it's like, well, I can't win. I've done, I thought I've done what you wanted or achieved what you're trying to achieve, but apparently I've done it. In the no, moment, so. no, you will never be cool. No. Um, and how do you switch off from it all? So obviously, you, you, you have said it's just one picture, a snapshot, yeah. but and you've got all these DMs coming in, yeah. and you and Clemmy, I'm guessing, must have conversations where you're discussing work, because you both work mm-hmm. in the same area. Yeah. How do you just switch off? I don't know if we do. Um, I think it's become a part of our lives in a certain way. Um, I know Clemmy had a prolonged break, and there were reasons behind that. Um, but she was able to kind of get away from it and have an Insta holiday. Um, I've never felt the need for it. And it's just become ingrained in what I do, I guess. Um, I guess we, we actually just came back from holiday and we didn't really post very much while we were away because we didn't feel like we needed to. Um, and sometimes you just need time to yourself which was nice and many of the kids were in kids club so we were just sat on the beach drinking meat which is quite nice it's the dream exactly but that's really good that you were able to do that because I know that I struggle even on holiday I still find myself my hand kind of twitches towards my phone and I just start that scrolling thing yeah I'm actually awful at using my phone are you yeah so I I know I said it was just a video uh, or a, a photo obviously the video editing takes a long time and it's coming up with the idea or the concept behind it so there's a lot of work that goes into that that kind of video content for 60 seconds um, but the um, the bit that I uh, I kind of enjoy is just kind of the writing part and then I can kind of leave it as soon as I post it I don't really look at my phone I'm not very good at looking at my phone during the day either um, I don't follow a huge amount of people um, I follow people that kind of inspire me uh, or who people who work in the same area um, but in the majority of cases my phone's on silent I don't look at it and Cle- it drives Clemmy insane I bet it does so when she's whatsapping me about like <laughs> can you get nappies on the way home and I'll get home it's like oh sorry I didn't look at my phone <laughs> it, hours and hours and hours can go past a whole day can go past until I get to about 8.30 when I'm thinking about posting that I won't have looked at my phone 
I think we all need to channel you, Simon. We all need to be a bit more like you in that respect. <laughs> well, no, because then that's detrimental to your marriage because then you don't check messages and then you get in trouble. So no, don't do that. But I think there's a balance, right? You've got to realise that real life is in front of you. It's looking up from your phone. And as much as we're engaged in what's going on and enjoying content online, content online is just one element of our day-to-day lives. And the real stuff is in front of you. So next time you're sitting on the sofa with your phone in front of you and your children playing on the floor, put your phone down and go and play with them. Like, I just don't understand sometimes that we can spend hours and hours just ignoring them. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, So Okay, so being a father of four girls... Yeah. Never saw uh, that coming. No. <laughs> what's the best thing and what's the hardest thing? The best thing, I think, is the... And this is going to sound corny, but I've been asked the question before. So I think the best thing is that I get to be a kind of benchmark for what guys should be like. And I think I'm doing an okay job. The idea is to be so good or set the bar so high that no future boyfriends will ever measure up. Oh, hang on, I think there's a car outside. Road rage. Yeah, so it's, yeah, so the idea is to set the bar so high that no future boyfriends will measure up. And I'm, I'm enjoying that role. I get to be the guy in their life. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's a good thing. That's a positive thing. I think the most challenging is I'm, I'm a very level-headed person. I don't get stressed. I don't kind of believe in it. And that's not dismissing people who do suffer from stress. I just don't really get stressed because in the grand scheme of things, none of it really matters. Um, and I've got perspective on it. Uh, the, the bit that I do struggle with is that I live with four girls who are emotional and who do dive into this pit of despair and love to mull over in all the issues of the day and shout at each other and... I just kind of let it wash over me. Mm-hmm. But I'm unfortunately pushed into this position where I have to get involved and you kind of get dragged into this middle of this argument or whatever it might be. And you, I'm put in the middle of this thing. And it's usually between Clemmy and the girls. <laughs> it's like, you haven't done this. And they're shouting at each other. That's when Clemmy will say, are you going to bang me up? <laughs> I don't know what this was about. I'm in another room. I don't know what this is about. She goes, you better back me up because otherwise that is it. And I was like, right, okay. Anya, do what your mother said. You weren't even here. You can't get it. I was like, and then the only thing that brings them together is it is an equal hatred of me for not siding with either of them. And I'm just thinking, what? there is a no-win situation. That is, there's me. definitely a no-win situation there. But I think this is the role of many men in many houses. It doesn't matter boys or girls. They're called in to reinforce a, something that they weren't involved in in the first place. And then after the fact, you will get hated. So, yeah, that's what I spend a lot of time. Poor dads. Oh, my goodness. That's why I spend a lot of time in the shed. Yeah, I'll bet. (laughs) Um, Okay, twins. Yes. I need twin tips. Yeah. What's your biggest piece of advice for someone who's about to have twins? Twin girls. Um, Okay, twins. Biggest piece of advice. Um, I think the first one is don't be too worried about telling them apart. I'm honestly petrified, Simon. I... People keep saying to me, oh, you'll be able to tell them apart. You're their mum. Yeah. I'm like, no, but they're going to look the same. So I'm two and a half years into this strange twin journey. 
and I still can't tell them apart. <laughs> I can't, it's getting easier because they can say their names. <laughs> so that's, has, that makes it easier. Has Clemmie tried to explain how she tells them apart? Yeah, so it's all in the face, apparently, but. the shape of the face, which is useless <laughs> because I'm obviously face blind and don't know, you know, can't tell anyone. I'm surprised I just don't see blank faces across everyone. I've just got no idea. Um, I think we tried some identification things like painting a, f- a fingernail or a toenail yeah, or leaving the band on one baby. Or Which you can't do really do until they're 18 really, can not you? Not really. It tends to cut off the uh, blood supply and hands yeah. drop off, so we don't do that one. Um, but uh, Or wearing one wearing beads or whatever it is. Um, I ju- I, the thing is, I can never remember who's wearing what. So <laughs> I, I, if, you, if I'm involved in the dressing conversation, then I can do it at the start of the day. Um, but I think don't be wor- don't be too worried about it because as long as they collectively are happy and healthy, you don't really need to be too worried for the first year because they're, they're babies. They're not going to go off independently and do something. They're usually together. They're, yeah. they're not too mobile. Um, so don't put the pressure on yourself as long as they are collectively happy. And I refer to them in, as this one, that one, and the twins. Do they tell you, do they tell you, are they aware that you don't necessarily know which one's which? They correct me when I get it wrong now. Do they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's taken me a long time to get to that stage. And there was was an early stage when they first were able to say their names that they started lying about their names as well. I think I remember you saying that on Instagram. Yeah, so I said, are you Delilah? And she said, yes. And I said, are you sure? And she said, no. And I said, great. So you're already lying to me, which is like a view into my future because everyone who's got twins that follows me is like wait until they're 12, 13 and if they're still as identical as they are now they'll swap clothes they'll go and do something bad and then blame it on their sister and swap places and all this kind of stuff so I've got all that to come oh the fun you're going to have Simon well the fun you're going to have yes. too yes no no no, no. We're, we're focusing on you here um, okay Simon I've got some quick fire questions for you to uh, end things on okay um, who runs the world? Clemmy. You know the answer is girls, don't you? I know, you? but who's in charge of the girls? <laughs> Clemmy. <laughs> Fail. Um, what's the last song that played on your Spotify? Uh, oh, good question. I think it was Pina Colada. <laughs> Amazing. Is that because you were on holiday? Uh, no, it was while Clemmy was working this afternoon. I could hear her singing Penis Colada <laughs> and while I was trying to do a work call. She's such a child. Yes, she is. Oh, my goodness. Um, and finally, what's been your most embarrassing parenting moment? Um, I think losing my call in the middle of Sainsbury's and shouting across six aisles at Anya because she was on a scooter and riding away from me with a packet of crisps, which I said she couldn't have. I shouted so loudly that everyone turned at me and Anya immediately turned around and came back with her head knelt down to her chest, crying. Oh, no. And that was at the moment I just felt like the worst person I in the world. bet you did. But you had to... I had to write it out. I had to be the... It's okay. I meant to do that. Yes. Whereas inside I was like, just kill me. Oh, Just no. kill me. There was something awful about being so stern with a child that they immediately dissolve into tears. I yeah. just feel terrible. Even if... What they have done yeah. is awful. Yeah. You just think, oh, did I overstep the mark? Yeah, and then everyone else starts thinking, that's what they're like all the time. You don't know me, but that's that's what he's like. Uh, I'm, so, I'm, not, I'm really not. I've just been pushed to the edge. I'm that's a all. nice dad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. Uh, Simon, thank you very much for being my guest today. It's been lovely to chat to you. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Hey, 
he's a good egg, isn't he? I hope you enjoyed uh, listening to that as much as I enjoyed recording it. If you did enjoy it, then uh, you can go and check out the chat I did with Clemmy nearly two years ago now. I'll pop a link to that in the show notes. But thank you for listening. And as always, please subscribe and rate and review the podcast. And I'll catch up with you next time. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 